This is Hearts of Oak Podcast. Free speech, religious disagreement, children's rights, and open and free discussion on any topic are bedrock to a democratic free society, and we seek to promote and champion these basic rights. Join us. Let's keep the conversation going. And it is great to have a guest. It's been a while, and it's Mark Sutherland. Mark, thank you so much for coming back with us. My pleasure, Peter. It's an absolute privilege to join you again and to join your audience. So thank you very much indeed. Not all. Always good to have you on, always. And uh, I thought I, I was actually thinking of doing this myself, and I thought it's Christmas. I thought, well, I'll try Mark at Wondering. He said, yeah, I'd love to come on. So uh, I hope I haven't messed up your late Christmas shopping, Mark. Uh, late Christmas shopping? What's that? What is Christmas shopping, Peter? I try and avoid it. I thought I thought it was a demonic activity. <laughs> That's for another <laughs> um, Okay, so first we lots of stories obviously to go through. Um you'd sent me a website and I want to maybe open with that and it is looking at J6. We've had Jake Lang on before speaking to us from his prison cell. Um someone who'd been solitary confined for eleven months. There are many, many individuals still being held without trial. Uh, completely illegally. They would have probably have better treatment if they were in Guantanamo Bay. But tell us about this, j6patriot.news. Um, just fill us in a little bit on us before we move on to our main first story. Thank you, Peter, and thank you for bringing this up at the beginning of the show. So there is a book called the American Gulag Chronicles. The book is chronicling uh, the 45 prisoners, the letters, the exchange between those particular prisoners and talking about their stories and what they've suffered. And a friend of mine, Tim Rivers, out of that, the J6 Patriot News has grown. The book has been created. It's now on sale. So I would be delighted if people could look this up and buy the book. Um, And if there's hassle in that regard to then getting contact with me, But the book is there to raise money, to create money, to then help them financially in regard to their defence fund, to actually help their families, because 96, 97 prisoners are in prison in basically, as far as I'm concerned, we're calling them gulags, American gulags. They are they have not been brought to trial. And of course, the gulag uh, reflection goes back to Alexander Solzhenitsyn's incredible book called uh, uh, Gulag Archipelago. That hence the name of that. So we the these people have been arrested. We're fully aware of how some of that has been done with the disgusting behavior of the FBI. But the book is there to raise money for their legal defense fund and to protect their families. Because if you have then put the people in prison who are the sole breadwinner of particular families, it means that houses have been lost, rent can't be paid, um, payments on cars, etc. So we need this book to take off because the injustice, we could spend a whole show discussing the injustice of this. And you very kindly are showing the website where people can go to j6patriot.com, click on the top 
of that to book info and then and then go go from there you are people are fully aware of what happened on jan 6 2021 now a complete and utter setup and this is happening in the united states of america this is not happening in in russia it's not happening in in uh, north north korea it is not happening in any other throat in china this is happening in North America under a, uh, you know, where the Constitution was ratified in September 1787, where we could say that this is the country that is pursuing life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. It stands for the injustice is unbelievable. And I don't really have, we don't really have time to discuss some of the stories of what some of these people, and I'm very glad that you have had Jake Lang on. I am fully aware of um, his his particular story and the disgusting things that's gone on quickly to finally end on that then before we move on seven people have committed suicide over this and a grandmother a grandmother that was arrested on the uh, on the step was arrested because she was on the steps of the house because she was praying found herself in in the gula in the gulag and because sadly of her upbringing they then said, right, we're going to put you in solitary confinement. She refused to do that because of what I've been through when I was a child. And uh, they said, well, if you won't go into solitary confinement, then we're going to give you a jab. And they gave her the fact she took the vaccine, which is just another subject of horrendousness. The abuse, the uh, lack of food, the beatings that are going on is a reality and we need to see these people come out when as the house has then gone to the republicans these people like jim jordan and everything else need to step up marjorie taylor green gates gantz uh, louis goma the whole thing they need to then step up and to throw the book at cheney and co and, and nadler and put and actually say the truth of the situation and what actually happened on that day instead of this, you know, FBI-led led lies along, of course, with Pelosi, etc. Just to quickly remind ourselves, five people at the hands of the D.C. police, including one D.C. policeman, Officer Signick, um, died that day. They died. Patriots died that day. And remember where Officer Signick is uh, is uh, talked about. The Republicans, the people that were there on the day were criticized, were accused of beating him with a fire extinguisher. That was a complete and utter lie. You then look at the sad case of Roseanne Boyland being physically beaten by the D.C. police with batons. We then have Ashley Babbitt, of course, shot by Brown in the house. You then have um, two others as well that have that have died. This is abominable. And I just want to point out one last thing on this. Please um, go to stophate.com to a dear friend of mine, David Summerall. Look at his work, who's basically the principal expert on what is going on in regard to Jan 6. If it wasn't for him, that book wouldn't be happening. If it wasn't for him, then this issue would not be as high up the list as it, it, it should be. But put it this way, it is not as high as it should be 
and it needs to be up there in regard to mainstream news. People like Mike Huckabee, etc. I'm just going to say it need to get him on their show along with others. This is important, along with Bannon and all the rest. Now we haven't got time to potentially. We we, 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 we don't. We don't. Let, let, let me. Let's so, move on. Um, let, uh, J6PatriotNews.com. J6PatriotNews.com. It's in the chat there on Getter. So let's move on to the first. Uh, just there are a couple of people. Roger Grant Rav was first on Getter. Chris Davis 33 is there. He's always Vicky. Um, do drop your comments. Let us mm. know where you're watching. Always good to see that on the Getter chat, which is always busy. So do drop your uh, comments in that and do make sure and look on the website, j6patriotnews.com. The link is in the Getter chat. Let's go to completely different, north of the north of the border, up in poor, poor Scotland. All you Scots who voted for the SNP, uh, this is what you're now getting. And if you keep voting for the SNP, it'll just become more hellish for you north of the border. Uh, this is BBC UN chief back Scottish government's gender recognition reforms. Uh, if we can just scroll that down, Proje. Um, and this is the trans rights. Now, look at that beautiful crowd. Look, look at that beauty. And someone's brought their child along. I mean, what sick perverts are you? Um, a top UN official has backed the Scottish government's plan to reform gender recognition law. Ministers want to make it easier for trans people to change their gender just so they can, It's uh, while they're choosing what their breakfast cereal is, they can also choose what gender they wish to be that day. Um, Mark, give us your, your thoughts on this madness. Um, well, my thoughts on this matters. I'm desperately trying to be polite, but this is complete and utter madness. So I think the first thing to say, there are only two sexes, male and female. The fact that in here they want to speed up the process to go that you can decide to after your cornflakes or your Rice Krispies, even though you're a man, you can suddenly go, I want to be a woman today and to say to speed this up for three months. This is just outrageous. The bigger, the other issue as well, of course, is if you are a man, you want to identify as a woman. If you then end up in uh, certain situations, if you end up as a, say you are a male prisoner, you're saying, I want to identify as a woman now, go into a female prison. And then we have a situation of rape and all this kind of thing. And people think maybe I've just said an extremist comment. No, I haven't, because this is the reality of the situation and everything, as we say, as Bible believing Christians, yes, let's say that, we know that this is a full and utter attack of what everything that the scripture stands for, what everything that our, our faith actually stands for. J.K. Rowling is right. She's absolutely right when she has called all of this out. And the, I mean, I, in many ways, we know where this is going. This has been planned for a long, long time. People are unaware of yep. that. But it, I also will say, I think this is a complete and utter mental illness, frankly, Peter. Yep. There are many, many things that we could put within that. I have sympathy for a lot of people that uh, have, a me have mental problems. But the fact this is a spiritual battle, and now within the education within the Scottish system, the relationship and sex education, and wanting to push the fact that if you're going to, on four and five-year-olds, discuss issues that four and five-year-olds should not know, and you can even say they shouldn't know until they're 16 years of age. Yeah. 
I'm not just I'm not going to bring those up, but people can think about that. Frankly, Peter, it's it's madness as far as I'm concerned. Let me just bring up this story. You hadn't talked about the story, Mark, but I want to um, just mention it because it fits into this. And that's so you're very popular. Shut that off. <laughs> is that you? No, it's not me. No, oh. it's not me. It's not me. Uh, no. Yes, it is me. I do apologise. That's okay. Don't worry. He's popular. He's popular. Yeah. So someone's not watching him on the show, realising he's live. Let, <laughs> let me just bring up this story because, again, it fits in. I'll just mention it. This New York Post two days ago, BBC covered yesterday, Norwegian actress Tonje Gurdjieff-John, my, yeah. my Norwegian isn't so good, faces up to three years in prison for saying men cannot be lesbians. And then it comes out later, Yesterday, she is uh, she is gay, so she's a lesbian. So she, as a lesbian, she said that men can't be lesbians, and she's now facing three years in prison for saying that, according to Norway's hate speech legislations, which uh, it just shows the state of Europe and compelled speech extremely dangerous uh, whenever truth can be a lie and it's irrelevant, uh, right or wrong. That's where we're going what happens when you abandon any concept of truth? Uh, this is where you head. I just wanted to bring that up, but let, let's go on to, there are lots of others, so let's jump on to COVID Yeah. Uh, to add to the madness. And this is what's, it's been very curious watching the last two weeks over in China, and this is Shanghai schools to go online as COVID spreads in China. Projam, do you want to just scroll that down? This is all the children, of course, still masked up, um, even though they've all been fully jabbed, not with an MRA jab, which is also really interesting. Uh, but it's the, yeah, it's the largest city, and they're all being told they now should go online, effective from Monday. Uh, and it's, yeah, Mark, you've you've watched what's happening with China and their zero COVID policy and the pushback against that. Again, once again, the children are going to be punished for stupidity in the government. Well, it's very interesting, isn't it? Because they've just had a sort of a pandemic rerun of Event yeah. 201 in Australia, where they're focusing on children saying something's happening in Brazil and all this kind of thing. They've done a sim. They've done a simulation here. We also must remember that uh, the Chancellor of the Exchequer over here, uh, Jeremy Hunt, who sort of during the COVID novid nonsense was espousing the delights of how the Chinese were handling this. Yeah. We saw scenes of. People being put in their, they were in their flats and having doors sealed because they had got, they had tested positive for a virus. And again, we have all these testing. Instead of turning around and saying, how many people have actually died yeah. from this? Then they have pushed forward all these vaccinations did you just say that the vaccination to the chinese was not mrna that's what that's what i read two days ago and that was fortune magazine that said that not one chinese citizen has been offered mrna vaccine i thought wow mm. I, and i haven't delved deeper into that i'm just putting mm. that out as what i read in fortune magazine two three days ago so we have to remember of course, you know, and then we've got Fauci in America gain a function. Uh, I can't recall 215 times or something in the recent recent uh, legal action that he was a witness in. Um, 
why are we surprised? There, people have got to wake up to Event 201, uh, September, October 2019, where they simulated everything that is now unfolding. We right. then go to Australia, where it's children, etc., etc., and we see what is unfolding. And very, very sadly, we see those children with masks. We're now going to push their education onto Zoom. So there's even more mental mental health problems that they're creating, yeah. more socialization problems that they are creating. The fact is, China is a technocracy. It's a technocracy. Complete lockdowns, complete... Um, control of of uh, their population and let's just remind ourselves something peter who was the man in you know there he is fronting the world economic forum yeah. who is the man that is espousing the delights of the chair of the leader of china uh, i think it's the biggest bond villain we've never had klaus Schwab. yeah <laughs> absolutely um uh, let's go for closer to home. Projam, can you bring up the next one on what they're doing planning here in the UK? Uh, this was in the Telegraph a day or two ago. Meet the man preparing for Britain's next pandemic from a port of cabin. And the story is a joking story about him uh, someone knocking the windows, the postman, he has to get up and they're uh, they're. Uh, the, the building they're in is a prefab building, but this man is prepping the next stage, uh, the next wave, however we want to look at it. And he could be one of the most dangerous individuals in the UK. I, I read the story. Uh, again, a lot of information about him and what they've set up. I uh, don't know much about his background, I would have thought he would have wanted to stay in the shadows, but it's a, a joking story, mocking this and that. And it's concerning, obviously, that our government is all getting ready, all planning for the next, I think the next stage, I would say, is a is a fair response to that. Well, I, can, I come back to Jeremy Hunt again. Yeah. You know, Jeremy Hunt, who's actually running the, uh, running the country, not uh, Rishi Sunak. Jeremy Hunt, who turns around and absolutely celebrates or exposes the the espouses the delights of China and their reaction, their reaction to this. I mean, yeah. this whole thing of so you have SARS, you have MERS, you create whatever you can, you know, Ebola and all the rest. This is not a popular thing to say, of course, mm. because for some of us who do not have a medical background over the last two to two and a half years, we have tried to educate ourselves and say that the best immunity you have is our body. So whatever's been put in the water, the food, the air, the throwback to the fact that pharmacia, we break that down, means magic. The fact that we should not even be having any of these vaccines, any of these pills, etc., etc. And it is about making a an industry a load of money so you yeah. then go to pfizer in 2008 2009 i think through a subject through we may have to check this afterwards something called a, a pill called merc or something like that and they with all the damage that's done where people are taking this they then have to pay a fine up to 14 billion dollars hmm. okay the link the link here 
And this is not funny to actually turn around and say we're going to lock people down because their genocidal agenda, and it is, we look at the injuries that are now coming forward. They are absolutely, I mean, you're just in tears listening to people's stories. We look at when we've got people like John O'Looney, who then able to do uh, an autopsy on a particular body. It's been out there. It's been, bless him, he's been talking about that. There was, on the film, died suddenly. You have then got um, autopsy in New Zealand, a guy out there. And they've been pulling out these long strands. Look at what's happening is doing to people's blood and the clotting and all the rest. So all these long strands. I am not a medical doctor. I'll just say that. But the key is, this is wrong. It's as though there have been like plasticizer going on. Yeah. And mRNA, as you know, recent technology, of course, they've had it planned for a long, long time. Yeah. They haven't properly tested this and all the rest. And they've rushed it out. And it's a mass psychosis on the population as that incredible uh, professor whose name has just gone from me the, from Belgium, where he talks about this. Desmond, and it's, Desmond Matisse or precisely, Desmond. Precisely. So my body, my choice does not <laughs> seem to apply when people are turning around and going, sorry, with great respect, um, I believe in terrain and I don't believe in germ theory. We this is not this is not a joke. And as you said, so the next thing is plan to lock us down, wreck the economy, bring in bring in uh, the social credit score and all the rest. And I think very sadly, you know, people like Rishi Sunak seem to believe in this, whether that's through a father in law's company of Infosys that's then involved in China and involved in all these processes. We are not making this up. The key verse says, Hosea 4 verse 6 says, my people are destroyed through lack of knowledge and we need to get this knowledge. There's now, I'll tell you what, Peter, I um, we need to do some research. Uh, there is the accusation, of course, we know that Rishi has been involved in uh, various financial de dealings, hedge funds, etc. in America. And there is an accusation of a particular hedge fund invest, uh, investing uh, in AstraZeneca leading to Moderna, et cetera, et cetera. That is an accusation that's out there. That needs to be followed up. And we need to research this and find out because all of these guys are up to their neck in it. We have yep. to remember when Boris Johnson was having the Gavi conference and saying that he's going to use our taxpayers' money to go in that direction. What about the uh, comments he made at the UN round about September, October 2019? He's having a go at anti-vaxxers. He's bestowing the delights of nanobots and all this kind of thing. This is a reality. We are seeing the damage and the mass psychosis, the mass psychological attack from, you know, nudge, et cetera, et cetera. They've done such a good job on this, which is awful. We've still got people around in society in this country wearing masks. Mm -hmm. I have to work at being forgiving here and just going, you have completely and utterly believed the Kool-Aid of what you've been given through the mainstream media. And please, please, please start listening to us and doing some of the research. But this has been, I hate to say it, extremely clever on the enemy's side. Oh, yeah. And uh, 
died suddenly. I, I watched it over the last uh, couple of days ago. And one of the reasons why I knew I had to watch it, and then just for the viewers, we've got Richard Hirschman on a yep. Monday. Obviously, mm. I've interviewed uh, Jonah Looney, interviewed mm. Steve Kirsch, and uh, I wanted to watch it before I get interviewed, and it is a frightening. Uh, I still, and I'll just say this is a point we'll not discuss, but I still am not at the point of accepting the depopulation, uh, and I'm holding off on that. But even without that, which is a, a kind of thread throughout the film, what they're putting forward is utterly frightening, and it's even more concerning that no one is allowed to talk about it. So the film is a phenomenal film. Uh, you need to watch it to our viewers and listeners, and you need to pass it on. And we'll have Richard Hirschman with us on Monday, who uh, was, uh, along with John O'Looney and the gentleman from New Zealand who have forgotten, the three of them were the uh, the funeral directors, mm. the embalmers who mm. were showing those mm. long threads and strings and mm. elastic substances they were pulling out. But but we'll not. I just wanted to mention that. Let's on to this, and this is this is something that's mentioned. Um, this is something which I've have looked at recently and become really really concerned of this story. Cancer crisis reaches watershed moment as experts warn upward trend in deaths is likely to continue. So you've got people not seeing. I think only sixty percent of people now see a cancer specialist within two months have been referred for an urgent appointment from their their GPs. So you've got one side. You've got lockdown decimating our health services. Yes, uh, but then you've got the other side of mRNA and the uh, the information that's coming out on the spike proteins and how it can uh, affect cancerous growth and speed it up and start and that's a whole area i i need to go but at those two in my head make this concerning and it's, it's coming out and it's just getting worse and worse the the cancer rates well, I think the issue is it's about ne now about neglect, isn't it? If yep. you have not been able to see your specialist with the health problem that you have had, then that saying the obvious is not it's not rocket science, duh, is it? That means that your need is not being seen to. As a dear friend of mine who works in the uh, NHS system within the middle of the country, it's still going on about the fact that doctors un have not are not returning to work properly to access a doctor to have an appointment online etc the delay is huge nurses are not are not going back but then again if they were threatened with a jab and they refuse to have a jab then do you blame them um there needs to be some very very big secure legal action on this so doctors are still being the being very well paid within certain practices that we are all paying for and they are not seeing the patients the other thing is and maybe peter this is something that we can all contribute to is that these people sadly that are suffering from cancer and all the rest we need to be looking at homeopathic remedies mm. and they are there i am not an expert on that a friend of mine Kate Shimanari is in regard to has a lot to say on on that herself and in regard to her own personal health. Other people have as well. And though some of those experts are in are in America, we need to uh, address those. So we need to be encouraging as Kate is 
people to take responsibility for their help. What can they do? And we know, we know the attacks that are coming in. So without sort of repeating myself, I'll say this. If you are being denied access to these specialists, then sadly, the situation you are in is going to get worse. And this is where I would say that as far as I'm concerned, that is contrived. I believe, of course, that is deliberate and it isn't the physical effects and then contribute then linked with the mental effects and this combinedness is is horrific you cannot deny that if people are going how long does it take to get an ambulance to uh you know to people if you're looking at this in london and all all, all the rest so the demands are huge but the other thing is is that we have got to i'm speaking to myself we have got to take responsibility for our own health. Yeah. What what can what can we do? We need to be educating ourselves over that. And you and I have access to incredible people that can do that. And that's what we need to be to be doing. And these doctors, etc., need to be getting back to work immediately. And of course, sadly, a number of those as a particular gentleman who's the heart specialist, we'll come on to that article later, who has been speaking out, um, NHS, NHS doctors, a number of those, are, are, are fully aware of what's going on. Yeah. They need to be speaking out as well. Yeah, completely. Well, let's, over in the States, uh, let's look at some rhinos. <laughs> so... This, uh, I saw the story yesterday. Uh, here are the Republicans who fought against reinstating troops who refused the vaccine. Now, the story is that four Republican senators joined Democrats in shooting down an amendment uh, to a defense author authorization package that would have reinstated troops discharged for refusing to take the COVID-19 vaccine. It was uh, Mitt Romney, is, uh, is he actually, I can't even say his name with a Republican in the same sentence, Susan Collins <laughs> of Maine, Bill Cassie of Louisiana, and Mike Rounds of South Dakota. They voted no in a last-minute amendment, so it failed. How I don't understand the evil of these people to refuse uh, because my understanding is that you've got your jab jab and then you were told that was good for a long time. Then you're told, no, actually, it was me good for nine months, six months, three months. But these people haven't been forced to take a, a, a booster. So even if you believe that, that actually that was good for nine months, actually then after nine months, it's it doesn't work according to what we're told. Therefore, it, it doesn't make sense to keep the mandate whenever you are um, not continually rolling out the booster. But not to get these people their jobs back is, I mean, quite sick. Um, and these are obviously rhinos, I guess, dancing to Biden's tune. Well, of course, it's absolutely sick. And you look at those individuals, you look at people like Mitt Romney, for argument's sake, let's just go to that um, establishment, a part of the uh, globalist order. We haven't got time to discuss that tonight. He is totally and utterly in on it. And the four people there deciding to vote against reinstating all these people to make sure that they're they're supposed you know their military they're supposed to be protecting them but they're most probably all got their own private arm arm services themselves that they pay for they are being paid by the taxpayer and they are then 
They've just voted against this. These people need to be in jail. This is outrageous. All of these people need to be uh, called out, and they are. And they are then turning around to their military, weakening their military even more, and going, right, we're going to vaccinate these people. We have had a lot of a lot of uh, American military then leave, resign, etc. over this. Their religious rights as committed Christians, etc., have not, or if they are of other faiths, have not been respected one iota. And I'll say this without sounding conspiratorial, but if you want to weaken a company, a country's defence, this enough is a very, very good way of actually doing it. We have got some of they have got some of the elitist uh, military service people, personnel in the world. We could have an argument between our own special boat boat service and theirs and their rangers and all the rest. But they are top. And then these people are having vaccinations. And you've got these extremely fit young men, young women suffering from myocarditis, suffering from all the rest that in the video died suddenly actually raises. But more importantly, more importantly, people have to realize that within Washington, D.C. politics, the Republicans and the Democrats, they're two wings of the same bird. And if God is giving that time, all of these disgusting pieces of work need to be thrown out of the House, thrown out of the Senate, etc. And we know that at the moment that is not easy because of the digital fraud that goes on from creating a situation where you've got voting day to voting week to voting month to voting season. We only have to look at what's been happening with Carrie Lake in Arizona. So I hope that these people, the four of these names, will never, ever, ever be forgotten. Yeah, yeah. Let's go over to the WHO. (laughs) And the awards given out, the WHO awards ceremony, and it goes to this individual, Sir Jeremy Farrer, and the headline in the mail. And it's interesting how suddenly you've got the media on the right now wanting to talk about it after trying to actively trying to destroy people's lives as much as they could for two years. Suddenly, they now pretend they're the mouthpieces of truth and freedom. But China's puppet, the World Health Organization, named Sir Jeremy Farrer the influential scientist to help to crush COVID lab leak theory as conspiracy as its new chief scientist. And this is one of the most prestigious roles uh, in the world of science. And it seems though he has been rewarded for his uh, acceptance of whatever China would put out. He was happy to be their mouthpiece, and now he's been rewarded with his 30 pieces of silver. Is there, is there, in that article, is Imperial College mentioned in that article, or was Imperial College mentioned in the man that's in his sort of mobile mobile cabinet? The reason I say that is because we have to remember the Imperial College, Neil Ferguson, yeah. oh, uh, oh uh, you know, 100,000 people are going to die. No, it goes down to 20,000. Oh, the, the biggest non-mathematician that we've ever had. All of these things, how these models are created. Now, in regard to this gentleman um, who I don't know, I've just read this article very briefly. So then we're crushing the COVID novid nonsense lab theory. Well, let's just go. What about gain of function? So we are stopped from doing gain of function in America. We then, uh, Fauci says, and here is the, there is a link here. 
Fauci then says in 2017 that the Trump administration is going to face a pandemic. Well, how the beep a beep do you know that? So then the WHO are covering this up. The man in front of the the WHO from Ethiopia, a member of a uh, a terrorist group in the past, or the group that the Americans around about 94, 95, or say, no, maybe 2005, six. Um, Tetros says you're a member of a terrorist organization, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then suddenly there's all this legislation to hand over the individual responsibility of a country's health policy to the WHO. And of course, who backs the WHO? Bill Gates, who backs yeah. them? China, they're all involved. So, this particular gentleman, with great respect, sir, you need to actually look at what is going on. You need to look at the Wuhan lab. You need to look at that smart city. You need to look at the 5G. You need to look at all this technology of control that's coming about. And then you need to look at the vaccines and the damage that they are doing to people and the the deaths that are being caused and the injuries are being caused. And then please, can we have a polite conversation and actually say to you, where is your moral compass now? Mm, moral compass in regards to China and the WHO and this. Um, Pro Jam, can you bring up the next story? On uh, what was the next story? Our next story was oh, the absolutely wonderful Andrew Bridgen. Uh, oh. For those who don't know, Andrew Bridgen is one of our 650 MPs and has spoken in the House of Commons. Uh, there have been a number of others handful uh, you can count them on on one hand Uh, and this individual has taught this the headline from the express it's it's all over tory mp alleges cover-up of covid vaccine inflaming heart arteries in bombshell claim well this claim has been made for quite a long time now but um an mp has used parliamentary privilege to make a bombshell allegation that a senior member of the british heart foundation has covered up a report which shows the mrna covid vaccine increases inflammation of the heart arteries so he is telling us the information is there they've got a report to tell us the dangers of this and the report has been quietly put away and th- the sad part was that i didn't see any other mps jumping up to his defense it was it was silence but well done andrew bridgen for being an absolute hero when going in there to the the lion's den and facing off such anger and vitriol against anyone who would dare hold an opinion that actually this vaccine is killing us I couldn't agree with you more, and it's, it's, a, it's a real privilege for me to actually comment on this, because Andrew, I think, is an absolute hero in what he did. We do know, we can see, as some people have pointed out to me, how empty the benches in the House of Commons were. And I'd ask them to put that aside, because the point is this, is that he has now gone on the record to express truth. He has gone on the record to express how many, many of us have feel. He has gone on the record to actually say the truth where certain friends of ours have been vilified, we've been called conspiracy theorists and all the rest for speaking the truth for some time. This is a particular MP who publicly admitted that he has had two vaccines. Yeah. We have seen people like Esther McVeigh, 
as another member of parliament who has begun to raise some of these issues. There is a number of people. We need MPs. Where is people like Steve Baker, etc.? We need these MPs to speak out. There's another individual as well whose name Charles is Walker a... yes. has spoken, and yes. um, Swain Kr- has also it, spoken. It, and in, Kru- is there a guy called one... Kruger? Yeah, Kruger Could as be. well. Yeah. So Andrew Andrew said it absolutely brilliantly. The particular doctor that he quoted, whose name has just gone from me as well, I do apologise, who was recently uh, been over in America on Tucker talking about uh, what has happened. And he was a doctor that went on GB News and he was pushing the vaccines. And then suddenly, through his own father's death and his own investigation, he then turned around and said, no, this is wrong. These are wrong and we should not be pushing this. He also raised the fact that the uh, the Heart Foundation, etc., were were uh, just saying, no, we're not having this investigation whatsoever. Now, going going back to Andrew and what he said, and it's not unusual for Andrew to challenge things and to hold to hold the government government to account. He has yep. been a thorn in the flesh on previous, you know, conservative yep. manner of administrations. And if I were part of his constituency in Leicester, yeah. I would right now be sending an, an email for my MP going, you've got my, you, you have my prayers and yeah. I'm extremely proud of you for what you have done because many, many, I watched, I've seen it. I've watched that speech. Many, many people have watched that and there is much applause. Now, Andrew, as I say, he desperately needs our prayers and our, and, and God's protection in that, in that way. And like all these people, a bit like, um, a bit like Neil Oliver, when he, when he is speaking out and when he does his incredible 10 or 10 or 11 minute presentations. Yeah. And I, I find it fascinating that in many ways in this country, there are non-Christians that are leading the vanguard to this. Whereas, it's another subject, but where is the church's voice on this? We have no Christian, let's just say it publicly, we have no Christian institution in this country addressing the issue of vaccines. And I'm pleased and so pleased to see a member of parliament of Andrew Brigden of turning around and saying, I'm going to represent my constituents. I believe this is true. I am concerned about this. And I'm going to speak on behalf of the rest of the population within the UK that actually share my views. And it is the evidence is out there. The particular doctor that he he quoted is an absolute expert on this. And that particular doctor also revealed that once he spoke out, other people came and said, this is true, but we can't talk about it. We need all these doctors, etc., to start speaking out. But of course, it's going to be you're not going to get your pension. We're going to well, we're not actually. This is the key thing. People who are accessing research funding are turning around and saying, well, if we speak out, we're not going to get our research funding. Mm. This is wrong where in the sense of how big pharma is dictating health policy in this country. That is something we need to look at. And I just say the word pharmacy, pharmacia, meaning magic. Look, you know, bear that in mind from a spiritual and scriptural point of view. 
Let me just play, it's just a minute, so let me just play that clip from the Express of Andrew Bridgen speaking, and you can see the packed parliament. Let me play it. Madam Deputy Speaker, it's also been brought to my attention by a whistleblower from a very reliable source that one of these institutions is covering up clear data that reveals the mRNA vaccine increases inflammation of the heart arteries. They are covering this up in fear that they may lose funding from the pharmaceutical industry. The lead of that cardiology research department has a prominent leadership role uh, with the British Heart Foundation. And I'm very disappointed to say that, that he has sent out non-disclosure agreements to his research team to ensure that this important data never sees the light of day. This, Madam Deputy Speaker, is, is an absolute disgrace. Such systemic failure uh, in an over-medicated population also contributes to huge waste of British taxpayers' money and increasing strain on the NHS. Huge, huge waste. So there are four members of parliament yeah. in there uh, listening to this. Now, what what about the benches on the other side? How many are there on the other side? So in other words, let's just say it. But, but, no, but, but Mark, Mark, there are four on that side. The one, a government minister that has to respond. Who yeah. knows another time? Um, you've got four other MPs there. Three of them are staring at their phones, as far as I can yeah. see. Yeah. They're not interested in people dying. Well, there's a there is an in, there is an uh, uh, an individual that I I saw last night, and I I saw him who has had the vaccines, and um, you know I'm nearly in tears when I I'm listening to him and the effect on his body of this particular uh, this particular young man. There are a number of other a number of others again saying this publicizing what has happened mm -hmm. against them this is disgusting and then we have rishi sunak our uh, our technocratic uh, coup coup fronter um turns around and says um oh there's nothing wrong with the vaccines and i completely support this and 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 all all of this the fact that the members of parliament someone has mean this you know, when they're discussing this, there's no one in there. But when they're discussing yeah. their pay rise, the yeah. whole of the whole of Westminster is is absolutely full. Now, Andrew, I say it again. Andrew Brigden is an incredibly brave man and an honourable man. Now, to then look at the evidence, the evidence has come to him. And he, over a period of time, would have assessed that evidence. And by using parliamentary privilege which frankly we should all have that privilege and we all that is this thing called free speech we can turn around and say well i believe this there has been an accusation that we need to look into we are we are we have a right to have our opinion and that's why the whole address that Andrew Brigden made was so important to many of us, because he was articulating in the Houses of Parliament how we have felt when so many people, um, and a particular individual I can think, think of where they're taken to court, they are prosecuted because they've actually spoken up and, and, said, and said the truth. Yep. You know, this is, it's outrageous. Um, well, that, that, I want to jump over three more stories. Let, I right. want to jump over to New Zealand. 
And this is following on, uh, I'm sure we covered this last week on our program. Uh, This is second anti-vax couple. Hey, everyone should be anti-vax at this stage. I Mm. certainly am anti-vax at this stage. Mm. I wasn't before, so thank you, my government, for turning me into a full-on anti-vaxxer. Second anti-vax couple want unvaccinated blood for seriously ill toddler. And the issue was last time, um, where a child's been taken away from a couple, not because actually there is surgery about to happen, but it's because it will have to happen at some point. And they said they don't want unvaccinated blood. This is really scary where we're going, because obviously the concern is you get a blood transfusion, you're unvaccinated, you receive blood, which has dangerous spike proteins, whatever else is in it. And then actually you've chosen not to get injected by this experimental jab but you get it through a blood transfusion and obviously our government don't give a damn uh, but they'll pump you with anything they want to um, and i fear for this couple that the same thing will happen to them they'll have their children taken away well there is precedent through us through to this through different means and we have mm. to remember during the 90s of uh, the and just before that of blood coming from um, American prisoners in America, and this was big then under the uh, the Clinton campaign. And I can speak anecdotally from firsthand experience, where a dear friend of mine had a blood transfusion and was then uh, was then infected with uh, hepatitis B, etc. There has been a huge and praise God, completely healed. Mm. There has been a huge court case that started at the beginning of COVID novid nonsense because people had taken the finally the NHS in court were beginning to address this issue. And yeah. of course, it's been very convenient because people and I'll come to the New Zealand case in a minute. But this is important because people that were seeking compensation, a number of those people had died, a number of those people had con- con- uh, contracted uh, you know full-blown aids and and all this rest this is a reality and of course that that blood was was then brought over from america via prisoners so this is appalling isn't it so these this couple have turned around and gone no uh we're not vaccinated we're not vaccinated for a reason we will now push this forward now there is a discussion on needing blood banks yeah. from unvaccinated people. Yeah. And look at how there is enough division as it is. Then we create even more division. And look at how this can absolutely carry out. At the moment, with great respect, hospitals are not the places that we want to end up in exactly and i'm not saying that for effect so this couple desperately need our prayers they're entitled we look at you know jacinda jacinda man de Hearn. i mean this is this is this is just appalling this is just appalling i have prayed that that woman just gets kicked out politically and that someone genuinely comes in who actually believes in that country and help turn things around I cannot say enough how appalling this is. They have a right. They have a right to how their child is treated. They have a right to their opinion, which they can back up medically. Now, what would happen 
if this child then has a full-blown transfusion we then see the fact that that blood is tested it is infected and all the rest we don't even want to go down that road mm. but this it could be happening in that case and in other people's cases and why do they not respect this is interesting it's linked with the uh, the scottish article that you put up earlier why do they not respect the 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 comments and the authority of the parents in this situation because the state wants to own the children this this is another way of the state undermining family and there has been enough attack on that as it is yeah yeah let's go to our final two stories this one on immigration which gets pushed to the sidelines whenever our children are being killed through a jab mm. uh channel migrants to be housed in holiday camps and it is that more than forty-four thousand migrants have crossed the channel this year and officials believe there are 6,000 more coming in the coming weeks. Disused in off-season holiday parks, because they've used up all the hotels, are set to be turned into accommodation for channel migrants as ministers attempt to reduce the 5.6 million a day being spent on hotels, uh, which is, what, just over 2 billion. Uh, it's wonderful when you can turn up in a country. I don't. I certainly haven't had that privilege, Mark, turning up in a country and suddenly, well, your hotel is ready, sir. We know you haven't paid, but here, we'll give you accommodation. Uh, I guess we are paying for this nice jolly that these 44,000 men of fighting age are having. Well, absolutely. And the issue the issue that has to be said, that if you are not, as a country, able to defend your borders or in charge of your borders, then we have the definition of country being redefined. Yeah. It's very, very simple, but this has been going on for a long time. We look at, of course, the the migration issues in in Europe that have gone on and a couple of years ago, and sadly, a a, a baby's body is washed up on a bre on a beach, and then suddenly it's a mass migration into Europe, into Germany, Sweden, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is the English Channel. In 1944, we crossed the English Channel. Hitler didn't come over. It was dealt with. We crossed over the English Channel. We floated the Mulberry Harbours and we invaded Europe. It's a very, very busy, dangerous piece of water. The Navy helped in that situation. We, of course, had Dunkirk. A load of little ships went over and we brought all these soldiers back. Get the British Navy off its backside and out there and start turning these boats back and the problem is if under Theresa May you had signed the global migration compact without discussing that with the British public and I had written a letter to my then member of parliament asking about this issue and a particular individual wrote back and I need to find these letters and publish them on my website, along with a few other letters on various subjects. And the issue was this. Oh, no, 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 this won't affect us. It's very simple. It's very, very simple indeed. Turn them back. Yeah. Get them back. This has to stop, and you're right. 
the other issue of men coming over of a fighting age. John O'Looney has said some very, very interesting comments about this, that we all need to do some research and follow up. Because if you want to cause chaos in a country, and let's just quickly look at Europe, we quickly look at what happened in Spain, Catalan, etc. At various times, and also in France with the yellow vests, yeah. at various times, when police forces are in complete black Star Wars garb, where they are unrecognisable, we then wonder where the particular forces that are in those uniforms have actually come from. And there is a correlation here. If you did want to put down the people of a particular country, mm. you're not going to ask your local police force, your local army to actually do that because there will be personal relationships with that. We, we only have to go back to our own history of the minor strike in this country where you were bringing up metropolitan police officers up to the Midlands and yep. there wasn't the family commitments. That is what has been going on in Europe. I suspect we need to find the proof. So why are the gentlemen over here with various crew cuts and all the rest? Is there a correlation between this? This accusation needs to be looked at very, very quickly. But I'll tell you something. If a country is not in charge of its own borders, if it's not in charge of its own money supply, if it's not in charge of its own laws, etc., and it's not then the definition of a country is then completely and utterly and in not in charge of its own language then the country is defined as a non-country so ending if we end this in the, in one sense if we look at the tower of babel biblically hence all that's going on hence that there is a repeat of mm. that so if you then write the book the fourth industrial revolution which yeah. basically is the fourth reich then this is the situation you are using you are using this situation to undermine the foundations of a country and to then change it yeah let's finish off on two minutes on uk politics uh, we don't really want to talk uh, depressing the state of the politics in the UK. But this is a shock poll suggests Labour will win 314-seat Commons majority at general election and Tories will be left with just 69 MPs. Thank you, Lord. Um, and with even Rishi Sunak losing his seat. Projam, can you just scroll down just to the graph, to the map? There's a map all in red. There it is. There it is. That is what the UK will look like after. Um and I kind of think it serves them right, Mark. And actually, under Keir Stammer, I don't think it could be any worse. But what are your thoughts on these rhino Tories getting kicked out? Well, absolutely. Well, the problem is, we're, you know, every single party, you could argue, within the, uh, within the Commons is either socialist light, socialist extreme, uh, socialist not so obvious, socialist obvious. Yeah. So, Keir Starmer... This is what the chattering classes of Islington, etc. This is what they want, and the press and all the rest. They have, they have, one. They've never forgiven Boris Johnson for the fact that he, you know, led led the uh, led the Brexit revolt. Even though, remember, he's a populist. It's yeah. all about being popular. He's an opportunist. 
we can say a number of us can say that now he is a is a closet closet liberal and and really if you really ask you know i don't believe he's a conviction politician whatsoever yes you are right this the issue is this is that so many of them they are all the same and the problem is about socialism it works wonders until they run out of other people's money so yeah. we have the SNP, we have the Welsh Nets, we have Sinn Féin, we have the Labour Party, and then, of course, we have these conservatives, a country that is not sorting out the fact that it needs to establish a manufacturing base, it needs to export basic economics, yep. and I'm not an economic expert, but I am self-employed, that doesn't then work it defines it redefines a country so i am not i am not impressed one iota and of course it would be led by you know starmer as an interesting individual people need to research his past however the the thing is what about what the labor party backed in regard to covid nobid mm. they wanted something that was even even worse yeah. and worse lockdowns and worse this and worse that they're not in it you know what about life liberty and the pursuit of happiness within our own within our own country and freedom they actually don't they don't want it because every single person virtually except andrew brigden except esther mcveigh except a few others the rest of them believe in statism yeah the re the, the quick issue is this whatever people think of liz truss now you know blowing up North Stream 1, North Stream 2. Hmm. An interesting little uh, theory there. The key the key thing is this, and quasi Quatang. Suddenly it was like, we need to go for economic growth. We need to grow ourselves out of this problem. Now, if you then create a huge downturn in the Asian markets and you deliberately yep. go, oh, let's panic. Now we're going to get rid of her. She then makes a, makes a mistake. Now we then bring in, we bring in this technocrat. There is no difference between Rishi Sunak and Starmer. There is no difference politically in, in, in either side. That's why I turn around and say slightly sarcastically, it's socialism light or it's socialism heavy. Yeah, completely. Mark, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your views. Always good to have you with us. So thank you for your time tonight. Um, it's an absolute privilege and, and lovely to uh, join you. And thank you. Thank you for letting me rant. I do appreciate it. <laughs> I enjoy you ranting, so don't you worry. It's always good fun. Um, let, let me just finish. There were uh, there were two pictures. I just wanted to show you as we finish. Obviously, Sam Bankman-Fried, who's the... Uh, who set up a Ponzi scheme, pretending it was a cryptocurrency and mm. funded mm. all the Democrats. Mm. Uh, actually, he's on suicide watch now. And I believe we've just got a, a picture of his prison guard. So I think he does need to worry <laughs> about his suicide watch. He may be no more. Uh, so do pray for Sam that actually the same thing, he doesn't have an Epstein moment. Mm. Let me show the other two. Uh, this is a... This was a picture I sent someone who, uh, this was at the airport whenever I flew back last time, and this was an individual. Uh, I don't know where he put that on because he saw me, but anyway, that he was heading off to the airplane, wasn't on mine, and I sent that to my friend. Uh, this is what they sent back, and I think it's a good uh, motto for us. 
to live this week. And I know this doesn't apply to any of you. And it is this uh, a John Wayne quote, life is tough, but it's tougher when you're stupid. And I think sometimes we meet many stupid people. Uh, so life is tough, but you watching are not stupid. You want to understand, you want to reason, but there are some stupid. So be gentle with the stupid people you meet this week. Um, yeah, the, be gentle with them. And on that, I'll wish our viewers a wonderful rest of your evening. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday, your weekend, and we will see you with Richard Hirschman on Monday from the film Died Suddenly. An absolutely fantastic time with him on Thursday, Friday. Uh, so that interview will be coming out Monday. And thank you for those who listen on the go on Podbean or any of the podcasting apps. Thank you to those who listen on Twitch as we just started streaming on Twitch. Uh, great to have you all with us. Um, and on that, have a great rest of your weekend. I will see you on Monday. So thank you and good night. If you like what we do, sign up to our mailing list. Donate, share, and subscribe to our many platforms at heartsofoak.org. Thank you for listening.